I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome everyone, we're back, and we're back yeah. on our regularly scheduled timeline, <laughs> after yes, two weeks back. of just straight craziness, <laughs> back to watching it on Monday, released episode on Wednesday. Yeah, okay. welcome back. everyone. <laughs> welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose, where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth, The Bachelorette. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And we just watched episode five, six. I don't really know what this is. Yeah. It was a lot of drama, though. That's all I can say. Yes, it was. More importantly, the drama was stacked up this episode. Yeah. The guys are starting to go a little nutty. Yeah. Serious. <laughs> They're crazy. Starting to go crazy. Um, what are your initial thoughts, Justine? So my initial thoughts are is first a question why is connor still here who okay <laughs> yeah see okay right like, <laughs> connor because yeah i don't know he's like 25 which might as well be 15 like what <laughs> his shirt is always buttoned down to like the last button he yes, never his shoes. navel like always no chest hair i can't none can't grow any too young no <laughs> no he's too little <laughs> um second thought is that i should have listened to cn why because uh, she was very anti-gospel chris oh she was yep <sighs> she did you were riding and dying for this guy oh he's a complete nutbag <laughs> yep and also that this was just not the vegas i was hoping to see bachelorette producers yeah i told you my dream vegas day last week i wanted yeah. to see them in the middle of marquee turning up and <laughs> all we got was desert like desert dates they were like never in actual vegas like what At was least not in like downtown vegas like what was making this vegas this could have been morocco this could have been like anywhere <laughs> could have been, been scottsdale Mario goes riding by in his little race car like it was just like we were in desert all the time and then they'd get like the cocktail party at like some rooftop somewhere but yeah it wasn't yeah. vegas no oh. little lame yeah yeah that's it my initial thoughts so 
regarding Jordan, once a gimmick, always a gimmick. Hmm. You can't, like, suddenly try to become a real person. <laughs> yeah, like, want true, her to take true. you seriously. You are a gimmick from Jump Street, so... Yeah. He's now trying to, like, gain sympathy and blah, 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 blah. It's like, we're done with you. You're not fitting the mold of the gimmick anymore. Time for you to go now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your services. Bye. (laughs) Like, uh, so that was one thing. Chris, yeah, Chris is getting nutty. It's usually right around this time where, like, one person starts to have a mental breakdown. (laughs) It's usually around this episode, episode 5, 6, wherever we're at, where... Because this was around... I mean, Crystal from last season was crazy from Jump Street. But this was around the bowling date where she was like, he didn't, like, why aren't you talking to me? You're not looking at me. And she's going crazy. She threatened to pack her bags and everything like that. Mm -hmm. It's around this time that somebody can't hack it. Yeah. And the, the breakdown begins. But Chris just had his one-on-one date. What was that? That was two weeks ago. It was ago. like two weeks ago, yeah. Like, Chris, come on. Already, yeah. Anyway. Because now you start to interpret all, like, any eye contact she gives yeah. that's not to you. You are, like, <laughs> literally, like, breaking down every little thing. Mm-hmm. And you're now starting to pay more attention to, like, all her connections with everyone else, the eye contact, the little things. Like, you're noticing mm-hmm. everything is, like, heightened now, especially after you have a one-on-one date where you mm. felt like for those 12 hours you were the only person in the world. Right. And then you realize, actually, no, there's literally still 15 other niggas here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, so yeah, those initial thoughts, before we get into everything, we do want to remind everyone, please rate, review, subscribe. We say it every week. If you have not written your review yet and rated us on iTunes or whatever platform, please do that. Much appreciate the positive feedback. Thank you very much. Yes, we appreciate it. We love it. We love it. We are also on Twitter, live on Twitter. We live tweet every Monday. We tweet a bunch of other shit in the, in the middle of the week. Our Twitter handle is the number two, BLK Girls, the number one, Rose. And we love to hear from you guys through email. Um, our email is the number two, Black Girls, the number one, Rose at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And it's the same deal for Facebook. We're on Facebook now, guys. So, like us on Facebook. If you're in any of those Bachelor, like, fan group things, yeah, tell them to come on over. Yeah. Or, like, link the page. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how this works. Just, you guys know. Just do yeah. it. <laughs> Just you do guys. the things. <laughs> you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, okay, so we do have some Bachelor Nation news. Mm-hmm. Very, very quickly. Um, tired of talking about this dude, Garrett mm. Kushner. So we got an email. Shout out to Lauren who sent us an email with a link to Garrett's like wedding video. <laughs> yeah, from, the, from 2015. Uh, yeah, how do people find this stuff? This is so Yo. crazy. The thing is, it's easy to find. Yeah. It really is. And I guess if you're an editor at Refinery 29 and you are assigned yeah, to The Bachelor every Monday. Mm-hmm. And you had an episode like last week that was boring as shit. You gotta, mm-hmm. you know what Find I mean? Something. Yeah. You gotta yank something from three years back. <laughs> That's true. Like, they like dug up this old dusty video on like Vimeo <laughs> or any of those like, f- f- like video sharing platforms. 
So if you're curious to see Garrett in this little cheesy video, I kind of sped through. It's just like a very typical cheesy wedding video. It is mm -hmm. kind of bizarre to see somebody who we're seeing every Monday on TV allegedly falling in love with Becca, literally <laughs> like staring into the eyes of another woman and crying and declaring his like forever love to her. So it was just weird watching this video with him, like same Garrett, like yeah. marrying somebody else not that long ago. And now he's like yeah. on the show. <sighs> Strange. So there's that. You can go find that. Um, and then also with Garrett, um, his ex, so like last week we were saying like we need to hear more about this divorce, this two-month thing. He kind of just like threw it out there and then we get no details. And right. all he did was kind of like throw the other girl under the bus. Yeah. So the ex-wife, her friend, <laughs> source, the source, yeah. mm -hmm. did an interview with Life and Style. So... Very credible, guys. Very credible. Another. <laughs> Again. Here Highly they credible. go. Uh, but she did an interview with them, basically saying that Garrett ate shit, so... <laughs> also wasn't giving us much. No. So nobody knows anything about this marriage of two months and what the hell went wrong. Yeah. What he said, she said. Um, that's it on that. I really don't give a shit about Garrett, so I don't really want to talk about this. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> or his ex-wife. Like, right. I'm sure they worked it out and it's fine now. Right. Whatever. Let's get into the recap. That's more interesting to me. All right. So we're in Vegas. Yeah. City. Yeah. And the men are staying at the Aria, which is like one of the dopest hotels in Vegas. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah. It's a hella nice. I've walked through it. I can't okay. afford to stay there. <laughs> but it's real. It's like one of the newer hotels, I want to say. Mm. Um, so it's just like big and lavish like most things in Vegas but <laughs> so they're staying at the Aria they're staying in this bomb ass suite mm -hmm. that they do not deserve what? <laughs> that shit was fire they had a whole yeah. staircase a bar a pool table like that's one of the nicer like bachelor uh, places I feel like I've seen yeah, but those bunk beds look rusty. And they had them, bunk beds in there? No, in the mansion in L.A. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Here, this place looks nice. Yeah, like, They're yeah. staying in one of the nicer places I've seen on the show. Usually it is some little cabin with, like, bunk beds or whatever, so. <laughs> yes. You know, Aria, Aria got that nice uh, product placement or good marketing for them on the show. Yeah, true. Yep. And so, so yeah, the guys are there. They're running around. Ah, this place is sick. <laughs> Becca surprises them. She's there. They're all touring around. Yada yada. Um, so the next day, date card comes out, and my baby daddy, Colton, <laughs> is going on the one-on-one -on -one with Becca. Oh yeah. And the card said, "Let's ride off into the sunset together." Oh my god. <laughs> So, time for Colton's date. He is riding in a limo out to the desert, because this is where every date this episode took place. In the desert. <laughs> in the desert. Um, and he's talking about how he's being, like, he's, like, nervous. He has some other personal information he needs to share. And then... What? This man has a lot of secrets. I <laughs> Colton is, like, too much to handle. It's, it's a lot. Just... Come with a like, lot of baggage, but no yeah. baggage at the same time. But right. <laughs> like, Garrett had a whole ass marriage and was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I was married. Um, yeah. 
uh, yeah, you know. And Colton's like, I have this personal information, <laughs> this secret that I've had for my life that I am so anxious to tell her. And I'm like, what? Mad skeletons, all kinds of bones just bones. <laughs> trickling out this damn closet. Damn, Colton, who are you? <laughs> like, what else is there to know? <laughs> Yeah, so he's talking about some personal information, and then cue the ancient Bachelor uh, mm. editors who zoom in on this sign that says Virgin River. They are trash. They are <laughs> trash. trash. Where they found this, this is like some old, probably some old dusty footage from like Park City, Utah that they shot, and now they're like splicing it in yeah. here, because they do that yeah. kind of shit. So anyways, um, they kind of were signaling, because we all know that Colton's a virgin, Right, it's do the whole virgin reveal. What'd you say? It's foreshadowing. The for, it's a lot of foreshadowing. <laughs> a lot of foreshadowing. Um, so anyway, so Colton meets up with Becca in the middle of the desert, and they learn that they're going camel riding. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I learned, not learned, really noticed about Colton, his teeth are mad white. Yeah, they are. Hella white. Yeah, especially because like he's like tan. His skin is very tan, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. that's probably what it is. Yeah. Because it's like extra, extra white, and he has a very nice smile. He's just everything. <laughs> After they ride their camels, they then dip in a hot tub. Like, <laughs> listen. I can't. How like are they not just sweating to death? That's what I'm saying. It's the desert. It is... Vegas. I don't know what month they shot this, but on average, it's like 110 degrees in Vegas. <laughs> right. Literally. <laughs> Why the hot tub? Like, it's just an excuse to see Becca in a bikini. Mm-hmm. It's just an excuse to make them rub up on each other, like in this yeah. body of water in the middle of daytime with cameras around. <laughs> like the <laughs> when you like break it down, like it's just very odd, like that they have to do this. And they could have done something cool. Couldn't they have done like a like a hot spring or a yeah. bath, like a Roman bath at a spa? Like they could have right. done something cool. But no, Bachelor producers, you gotta just stick with what you've been doing since 1985 <laughs> and sticking them in a hot tub outdoors. Stick them in a hot tub. <sighs> and there was nothing. I was trying to look too. Was there anything like surrounding the hot? It was literally just a hot tub. Plopped nope. in the middle of the day. De- like, there was no, like, side nope. glamping area or, like, side. It was just a hot tub. Nope. That's some um, PA had to drive from a U-Haul <laughs> to plop in the middle <laughs> of the desert. Plop in the middle of the desert. Oh, my God. So, they're in the hot tub canoodling. I, like, I, I'm sorry. I kind of zoned out at this part. I think they were talking about the whole Tia thing. And Colton was saying, like, he's... He's, like, happy with how the whole Tia thing played out, and they're, like, mm-hmm. moved past it or something, right? Yeah, which I wish he would just stop talking about it. Yeah, like, just don't bring it up anymore. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Kind of beating it over. Uh, beat, what are they? Beating a dead horse? Is that what it is? Whew. <laughs> just Guys, it's Help a me. long ass What is day. the... Saying beating a dead horse, something like that. Yeah, something. Um, so yeah, so after the hot tub, time for the nighttime portion of their date. Colton gets the award for best dressed. He just what? always looks amazing. Best dressed. Best dressed uh, uh, out, out of all the men? I think so, yeah. <gasps> Who are you going to 
gonna say you gonna say Wills, aren't you? Wills, absolutely. That makes some questionable. St- nah, I'm sorry. No, I love I'm them. Not. It's a risk. It's daring. He, yes. Okay. It, <laughs> it, he does take some risks, but he 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 takes risks with like patterns, a lot of yes. patterns that don't always work. You don't get no, points just work. for. No, you don't get points just because you're taking risks. He wore some. Uh, I mean, we're gonna get to it, but he wore that like short sleeve floral yes no with a high sock a high athletic sock get out of here yes i lived for it if anybody else wore that you would have been clowning them right now you're only doing of course i would have but i (laughs) because it's wills he can carry it off he's a graphic designer he knows the patterns it goes with his profession Mm -hmm. his harry potter tattooed on his forearm it's the whole thing his eyes change color it's Mm -hmm. it's a whole you know allegedly Exactly. I'm giving best dress to Colton. Fine. Looks nice and fitted in his little shirts. So he shows up to his nighttime portion. He's wearing a nice fitted black button down. It's just hugging his muscles ever Mm -hmm. so slightly. Just looks amazing. Oh, (laughs) jeez. It just looks beautiful. I said on Twitter also, Colton's face is always hella shiny. It is. I don't know why they don't just give him a little Starbucks dab, napkin. Thank you. Just a little Somebody dab something. him off. <laughs> but the thing about it, his skin is so, like, even and, like, yeah. very, like, perfect. He doesn't have any, like, blemishes or anything like that. His face mm-hmm. is just always looking greasy. But, like, a hot greasy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, so Colin's looking beautiful. Becca is just talking about just like how smitten she is by him, how much she's into Colton, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So Colton shares, um, a little story about his, I think he said this is his relationship after college, like the first girl that he, or the first and only girl he's ever been in love with. Yeah. Right. He's like real girlfriend. Right. Um, so he had this relationship. He told the girl very early on um, that he was in love with her, and you know she didn't say it back. She it's said it's awkward. a dub. Yeah, it's a no. And then she like broke up with him out the blue. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, talk about crushed. Which so, is what she should have done. If she if she wasn't in love with him, that's what she should have done. Broken up with him. So. Yeah. True. It's still very heartbreaking. It's very yeah. vulnerable to like. Exactly. Drop that L word on somebody, and then they're just like, "Thanks." Also, this isn't working out. So, like, all in one breath after you literally just declared your love, like, shit. Yeah, it's terrible. Horrible. So Colton, like, he's just talking about like love and the concept of love. Being in love is, you know, one part confusion, part pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's talking to Becca like he's only been in love once, and he doesn't want to be like discounted because of that. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, some other guys in the house have been, like, married and have had, like, multiple relationships and all this shit. And, um... Do we have no men with kids? Wow. Yeah, there's no single fathers. Was there any to begin with? I didn't even think about that. I don't know. Did any of the men from the beginning have kids? I feel like no. I feel like, yeah, there was was none. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Side note, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Private epiphany. Um, so yeah, so he's, you know, love is very touchy for him. He reassures her that the word love and even the, like, the phrase, I'm falling in love, he doesn't use it very lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and is also telling her that like you know but she's making it easier for him to take his walls down like basically kind of like setting up like yeah. next week where he's gonna tell her <laughs> like he's already yep. plotted in his head like i'm gonna tell her next week i'm in love so let me just like yeah. set the groundwork now you're helping me take down my wall so who knows what could happen i'm <laughs> like he's really just like setting shit up i'm like colton we see what you're doing uh-huh. we see it um but then when he was saying like she's making it easier for him to like take his walls down i don't understand that because you still are one of like 13 guys in the house <laughs> like your walls should be like all the way up still yeah how, are they, how is she making it easier to bring them down like you're not i don't I see how you could ever take your walls down when you're on a show like this i know you have to to make it far but like yeah i don't know especially when you haven't done a date that's like a mutual activity like, they were riding the camels. That doesn't take anything. People were leading them. They were in the hot tub. That also doesn't take anything. You were in bathing suits. And now you're sitting at dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like... How are you? How are you? That? How is she, like, reassuring you that much? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. We're not seeing a lot of their conversation, either. Mm-hmm. Um, either. Besides, like, now at dinner when he's talking about, like, his past love and went up. Like, in the hot tub, what were they talking about? Like, we didn't really yeah. see much of that. <clears throat> Either way, whatever she said, he's feeling good about himself, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, he obviously gets the date rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ride off in this, like, tour bus, I guess? I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, the big bus. Like we the see these all bus. over New York, yes, guys. Like those big and tour buses. We just think they're cheesy, but <laughs> I want to ride them. I always say I'm going to ride one. Through one where? Through New York. Oh, you are going I'm alone. I'm so curious because <laughs> I see them all the time. I'm so curious to see like what is the view from that top level, mm-hmm. like just riding through New York. Like you're you're seeing New York from like a different perspective because you're like up high and you're outdoors. You're seeing, you know what I mean? You're like looking down at everybody. Yeah, I'm sure someone has a YouTube video of that that I can just look at real quick. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'll be there by myself, sitting next to some German tourists. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so, so yeah, so Becca and Colton are riding one of those like open top tour bus things and making out. There's like this big billboard that says "Kiss Her," and yeah. so obviously that's for her. They're making out. The guys are in the suite. They see the billboard. They see like, it. Oh my God. Yikes. What is going on? And yeah, they're down there just making on out. And Colton says, not to Becca, but in his little confessional, I can confidently say I'm falling in love with Becca. Ooh. Yeah. That didn't take much. I don't not know. Not a lot at all, I'm considering y'all were just, like, fighting, like, two episodes ago. Right! <laughs> and, like, going over some scandalous, like, drama, or not drama, scandalous, like, relationship thing you had with Tia. Mm-hmm. And now everything's, like, hunky-dory. It's, like, yeah. very strange. But okay. Back at the suite, David is just talking a bunch of mess. So annoying. As always. As oh always. My God. Talking about how he's nervous because he's gotten the the rose second mm-hmm. to last, like the last two weeks. And then he like turns to Jordan, his arch nemesis, who like you really just shouldn't be talking to him at all. You guys can't right. stand each other. Like stop trying to antagonize him. 
um, asked Jordan, like, how did it feel last week when you got the last rose? And Jordan's just like, I don't have time for this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm Even not doing Jordan this with is you. like, oh my god, it's like rolling his it. eyes. Mm-hmm. Because David has no storyline. Jordan is a yeah. storyline. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's it. Just lame. So date card comes out. It's a group date. Everyone is on the card except for surprise, surprise, Jordan and David. Oh we'll be going on the infamous two on one. So so yeah, they're gearing up for this two on one. Jordan is already trying to just his whole attitude has changed he's like trying to tone down the gimmickiness mm-hmm. already David keeps egging on this like battle between the two of them and Jordan is trying to like open a new chapter of himself and like not right. be the guy running around in gold shorts anymore he's like trying to be like more serious but which is ridiculous because as you just said you were running around in gold boxer briefs emphasis this on briefs <laughs> So, there's no turning back from there's that. There's no turning back. No one can take you seriously. We see you trying, but it's yeah. working. No. Anyways, time for the group date. Um, and all the guys pile into another limo, I think, and mm-hmm. are yet again driving away from Vegas into the desert. <laughs> like, into the middle of nowhere. Like, into the what? Middle of nowhere. Um, so, they're, they, their date card said something about finding Mr. Vegas, whatever that means. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they ride up and they pull into this huge estate, like this yeah. big gated estate. It's like a compound almost. Like a, yeah, like a compound. Almost like Neverland, like the Neverland Ranch yes, or something. Yeah, but I, I was Dollywood. thinking that, but I was like, no, this is Vegas. Neverland is in Los Angeles, I think. Right? I think so. Whatever. So, yeah, they pull up this huge estate, and Wayne Newton comes riding up on a horse. Listen, when I tell you I was so happy, I was watching this with my mother so she could tell me who that was. Because <laughs> I swore, I was like, is that Gene Simmons? Because I just always think every white <laughs> guy with Gene dark Simmons. hair is Gene Simmons. Who's Gene Simmons? Isn't that the guy from, He's from Kiss? Kiss, that's what I was yeah. thinking, yeah. So Wayne Newton rides up. This is my get me to Wakanda moment. Nice. Because same thing. I was like, who's Wayne Newton again? Like, I know him, but I don't know him at the same time. <laughs> like, you know the name. Yeah. I recognize that god awful face. Oh my god, that face. <laughs> that face. Oh he my looks god. a mess. He looks so bad. So tight. Like, mm-hmm. just, he looks like a piece of plastic. He looks like he has had plastic surgery and he's also had some sort of physical ailment. I don't know in which order they went in, but it's, it looks like so many things have happened to him. Like, like this is just it. And just like, like so many corrective surgeries. Yeah. Like every surgery was correcting something that went wrong before and just yes. creating a mess. Like. Yeah. Oh, his face looks terrible. He also, to me, looked like he was wearing the skin of another human. Like at any yeah. moment, he would just unzip himself. Yes. And like prosthetics. Out. Like yes. he had prosthetics on. The, yeah. Yes. Like he was like a like special effects for a movie. Like they had piled mm-hmm. all those prosthetics onto his face, but that actually is just his face. He wakes <laughs> up like that. Oh Lord. So yeah, that was my get me to Wakanda moment because yeah. I just. I know the name. I know Wayne Newton's like old white man from like seventies pop I country I, disco. Who the fuck knows? Clearly, I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> a clue. <laughs> 
Either way, I don't want to be here. And so they're at his compound. Um, they get a tour of his like house, which is just so over the top, ridiculous, mm-hmm. and lavish. It looks very Versace all, to me. Very like Versace, Liberace, yeah, yeah. like that thing. <laughs> those like just like men of that time yeah and so so yeah they all sit down in his living room he's talking about you know love songs and you know writing songs and songwriting and love making all that shit and then his wife comes out and he starts singing to her and he's singing some song dark of shame what was Dunk he saying of shame girl what <laughs> What you mean, girl? Am I supposed to know that? What is Donka Shame? What? <laughs> oh, God. Because every, every time someone said it, they each said something else. Yeah. So I still never caught what is he saying, what he said? Donka Shame. It means thank you very much in German. Oh, it's another yeah. language. Yeah, it's another language. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to piece it into English. So I'm like, Dark of Shame? <laughs> Dark, dark of shame? Yeah. Who is shame? <laughs> he was oh looking at his wife's God. eyes singing dark of shame. I, I had no clue. <laughs> so confused Yo. this whole time. Donk of shame. Okay, so it's something yeah. in German. Uh, what is it in German? What? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's looking to his wife's eyes, singing to her, just looking like a complete plastic surgery nightmare. <laughs> And then he says that their challenge is to surprise, surprise, write a love song for Becca. Write a song, which we already did. One already did this two days ago with Chris. (laughs) And two, we do this every season on the bed. There's always a date where they have to write a song. And it's always Mm -hmm. like the worst group date because no one wants to be on this. And right. they always suck and it's and it's not even that entertaining either like that no. thing so mm-hmm. it's just cringy just cringy the whole time um so yeah so the guys all kind of like space out around this ginormous compound <laughs> get their little like private time writing their songs they all sound terrible of course yep. Wills, this is where he was wearing that terrible floral no. short sleeve suit amazing how is that amazing? Just, just so saying. good. It was so if good. If Garrett was wearing that, you would be clowning him. Because he's Garrett. That's different. If Chris R was wearing it, you'd be clowning him. Eh. I don't know. I'm Silence. Look at you. I might allow it. I might allow it. Maybe. Oh Maybe. It depends. But Will's, Will's, he just, to me, it's just his personality. Like how he dares to have that lone, sad, non-connecting <laughs> mustache. He Was dares to have it. He Don't dares to have no product in his hair. Like, mm-hmm. just out here. Just riding dry. I love it. <laughs> he definitely is a risk taker. I'll give him mm-hmm. that. He definitely takes some fashion risks. Um, so he gets points for that, but it's still a terrible suit. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Then Wayne Newton announces that, again, surprise, surprise, they're going to be performing live. In front of a oh studio audience. This remind me, rank, reminded me of Ari's date where they had to go do the Moulin Rouge, but that was cool because they went to the right. Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. With, like, cool outfits. Yeah. This was this just, like, it was, like, was... some little jazz 
speakeasy yeah. like the edge of the Vegas strip <laughs> they just like got these fans last minute it almost and, looked like a comedy yeah. club like how the lights yeah. were down so low yes. like yeah it's true and the little no. like tape the little round tables and high tops mm-hmm. yep so, so yeah the guys put on some tuxedos and they go to this comedy club where they have to sing their song for Becca first up is John love John yes he's so I cute I love John he's might be he's like the most human person on the show I feel like <laughs> yeah yeah he's very human I love how he said he's so cute his little liners he's like I sing he's like I sing the shower all the time so I think it's finally gonna pay off it's just so cheesy and cute <laughs> so oh, adorable John. that's so adorable he sang his little song, sounded terrible. Listen, the key <laughs> of Z flat. <laughs> he sounded so crazy. They but all you know did. What? Yeah, they all did. They all were equally terrible. Yeah. And then, so the last person to go up is Gospel Chris, who is just ready to tear down the house. It's like mm-hmm. his Beyonce moment. The way he was just like chatting this up in the, conf- in the confessional. It's like, relax, yeah. my dude. Um, but he did do the best job out of mm-hmm. everyone. He, like, really worked the stage. He got the audience all involved. Like, he sounded terrible, but he at least had, like, good performance value, I guess. Yeah, like, good energy. <laughs> good energy and stuff. Got everybody, yeah. like, hyped up. Uh, so he's, like, really feeling himself. So after the date, they go for their after, you know, cocktail party thing at the mm-hmm. T-Mobile Arena. Had a big ass sign that said, Becca, bring your guys in. Oh, yeah. They're using a lot of billboards. The budget for this episode was, I feel like, a lot. But is that why they couldn't go anywhere inside Vegas? Because they just. They, I think they put all their budget towards those damn billboards. Yeah. They had the, the billboard that said, Kiss Me. They had the billboard on the arena that said, Becca, come in. Like, that mm-hmm. shit's expensive, I feel like. Yep. And so. Wayne Newton, they probably had to pay his yeah. Oh, plastic you ass know. something. They mm. had to pay his geriatric self. Oh my <laughs> <Something>. god. <laughs> and then uh, all the limos and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the budget was up there. The Aria renting the Aria suite. That's I feel like alone. that might have been free. Oh, that's true. The if the Aria displayed it, that uh, might have been free. Marketing, yeah. Never mind. Um, but yeah, so anyways, they head up to the T-Mobile arena for their, like, post-date cocktails. Gospel Chris is talking a very confident talk. Yeah. He just knows that he's gonna get this date rose. (laughs) Like, he really feels like that little performance, like, just solidified his spot at hometowns. Like, the way he's talking. (laughs) I'm like, why are you so confident? It's still... You are still one of like fourteen guys that are here. You need to put in work still. Yeah, like, it's not the time to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Like you still have work to do. But he's feeling all types of confident. Mm-hmm. Um, so Becca, she's doing her little one-on-ones with everyone. She has her little one-on-one with Garrett. She's very clearly like obsessed with Garrett. The way she's looking yeah. at Garrett is the way that Ari would be looking at Lauren. Uh, yeah, B. B. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that look that. As we're watching, we don't understand what the hell's going on between them. Nope. But you see the look in her eye that she's, like, falling and obsessed with this person. Mm-hmm. So that's the look that she's given Garrett Kushner uh. over there. Um, so all the guys are getting their one-on-one time. Chris R., Gospel Chris, is just sitting back, 
just sitting idly by. Yeah, she likes <laughs> like, Just straight up chilling. Mm-hmm. And he's claiming, like, oh, he's going to go last, you know, save the best for last. Yep. Like, just taking his sweet time, just not going after Becca. And just... this that's up to him, also. Right. Like, oh, I'll just go last. No, you need to go fight for your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he's sitting back, relaxing, looking all cool. Blake and Becca go outside, and they have a little, like, private time. Blake says that, you know, the whole Jean Blanc foolishness, he lied about saying he was falling in love, um, and how he, you know, Jean Blanc took that moment away from you, and so Becca, I want to say, I'm falling in love with you. First guy to drop it. Love it. Mr. Blake. Love Blake. Love Blake so much. Don't believe that they're, I mean, is he really falling in love? This is just so... Still so early, I feel like. No? It is. But he I mean, he was, did have a one-on-one, though. He had a one-on-one, and yeah. he, they also talk about, like, some real stuff when they're together. Like, how many kids do you want? Like, they talk yeah. about that, like, lovey-dovey first three months shit mm-hmm. early. And they did connect. I'm trying to think. I can't even remember his date. They connected about... Cause his what what was his last breakup? Same thing like Ari, like that she left him high and dry. Or yeah, she left him. She he saw her clowning her, him in the group text. <gasps> yes, <laughs> the friends were like, "Girl, you break up with him." Yet? Like, and girl, like, did you break up with him? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. So they like bonded over that shared kind of like someone betraying them kind of thing. And like it's embarrassment in front of other and, people. Yeah, sheer embarrassment. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, I guess his feelings are a little bit further along. And they really connected the first night. I remember their first night. They, they like, did, yeah. They, really they have had a strong, like very natural connection. Mm-hmm. They're like, I prefer Garrett at his can't stand, so being yeah, no, beside the point, don't. but Becca and Blake, I like their naturalness the mm-hmm. most, I think. Uh, along with Wills. I like her relationship with Wills, yeah. too. Yeah. But Blake, I, I appreciate the Blake thing going on there. Um, so, yeah, so Blake drops that he is falling in love with her, and she can't say it back, because that's, like, the rules of Bachelor Nation. Right. Um, that Ari broke. <laughs> um, but she does admit in her confessional... Um, she says, I'm falling in love with Blake. Oh, and I knew yeah. it from the beginning. Yes! And what she said. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope for us all. I mean, not really, but... Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's fine. <laughs> and so, Becca, you know, she come, after her, like, lovey-dovey moment with Blake, she goes back inside, and she sits on the couches with all the guys... And keep in mind, Chris still hadn't had his one-on-one time. He's still sitting here talking about he's going to get the last time and blah, 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 blah. So Becca goes back in, sits on the couches. She thanks everyone for the day. You know, you guys were all really good sports and all that stuff. And and she apologizes. You know, I haven't had time to talk with everyone. And she kind of, like, signals to Chris R., who still, I guess, in his head was thinking, like, there was time left, that he could still mm-hmm. get time with her. And then Becca grabs the group rose and awards it to Blake. <laughs> Chris literally is about to jump off the side of this building. <laughs> and she gives the rose to Blake and is like, all right, y'all, go to bed later. Yep. See ya. <laughs> Peace is out. 
And Chris is in there looking dumb and just stupid. Mm-hmm. Just and embarrassed, as yeah. he should be. Because he was talking a whole mess. <laughs> a whole mess. And so he, in this moment, got my nigga you ain't shit award. Nice. Because nice. he's going off about how he's like so shocked and pissed and you know now he's like i think i'm going home Mm -hmm. um and yada 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 and it's like get off your ass and go and talk to her that would have solved this whole thing yep like (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're off in this big ass huff how she you know didn't like she should have come to see you or like what world are you living in where the lead is coming to come talk to you right this is the bachelorette you're a contestant and there's still 25 guys left on this house you get to fight for time and even in real life like if you're a dude he seems the type to be like well i texted her yes at 10 58 and mm-hmm. it's 132 so mm-hmm. why should i text her again like he yeah. seems like that he type. Like type yep he counts texts yep he looks like that type yep mm-hmm. stupid so, so yeah, he just too much ego, too much pride, yeah. too much like it's a lot of macho manly bullshit on this season with these guys. They're all annoying me. <laughs> it, does this happen normally? I feel like no. I don't know. Mm. Particularly on this one, they just have a lot of guys just kind of like puffing their chests and yeah. a lot of just ego and it's so annoying, I feel mm-hmm. like. And so he's like the king of that because apparently Beck is supposed to be chasing him. I don't know. You yeah, ain't shit, no. so you're you're here trying to win her. Like, don't right. forget that. So. And you're riding off of a performance where you could not sing nor dance. So, what are you? You're just riding <laughs> off of like you getting people to stand up, right? Like, and as of that, like you're owed something because you did a good job, right? At, yeah, at the singing competition or whatever. No. Anyways, so he's like doubting if he even wants to be here and he's saying he wants to pack his bags and oh all the guys God. are just sitting there like rolling their eyes like shut up Chris <laughs> <laughs> so back at the suite Jordan and David are they get their date card actually the two on one date card it says meet me in the valley of fire and they're you know Jordan is trying to put on a brave face yep. and trying to you know Tone down the gimmickiness. Mm-hmm. David is over here, still trying to get him on. Colton gave a very, very uh, nice little analogy. I thought it was very fitting. He said that you guys, the two of you, are like two rams, like oh, butting yeah. heads on a mountain. But if you do this tomorrow, you're both gonna fall off the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> nice little analogy and great foreshadowing for this. It date. was. <laughs> it Jeez. was. And so, let's start for the two-on-one. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I got to get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been 
low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social Mm. media just the over accessibility these devices create this addiction to instagram Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me it's been really stressing me out i'm not even gonna lie Mm. i mean that makes sense content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help. From eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family, therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 2BG1R. David and Jordan ride off in a limo into the desert, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, They get there, Becca's there, and her cute little daisy dope. Daisy, what do you call these Daisy Dukes? Daisy Dukes, that outfit was mad cute. It was really cute, yeah. I want it in all white for La Marina. Like, I want a white and gray <laughs> camouflage shirt and, like, uh, white shorts. White shorts. What color Tims? You can't wear those color Tims. thing, I know, yeah. And you can't wear the ghost Tims, because you can't wear those anywhere outside. The what Tims? What's that? They're all white. They're, like, crisp white no white yeah. tims yeah Ooh, they're like, like all white the soul is white the tongue is like everything is everything white everything white yeah they're no. called ghosts at la marina in the sand that Hello. should be done by the minute you step foot at la marina <laughs> <laughs> niggas spilling hellacy on it and stuff oh like. my god no maybe that could be a cute color like blue like dark blue like navy or something dark blue yeah maybe it was a cute outfit yeah it was for that it was very cute so she's in there, her cute little Daisy Dukes, and then they all ride off in this red Jeep Wrangler up to this, like, picnic glamping kind of, like... <laughs> yeah, a little tent. little tent thingamajig. Um, so they're all there, just sitting awkwardly in silence. Very awkward. Which, Becca was like, oh, I have a great day planned for you guys, and there was absolutely nothing. Nothing to do. There was no activity planned. None. <laughs> None. It was just, I'll take you away for one-on-one time. Then I'll go with you for one-on-one time. And then you again, and then you again. And then let's sit here and have a conversation. Like, there was no activity, like, whatsoever. Not even hiking. Like, Mm -mm. just sitting there. Just sitting there. Just sitting. And so, uh, Beck and David have their first, their one-on-one time first. And David is like, you know, I, I feel good about where things are. And he feels good about how things are with them. Like, where are what things? things? Where? <laughs> where? <laughs> What's going on between the two of you? Nothing. <laughs> what are you feeling good about? Where you are? Where? Um, please enlighten me. Where have you gone? <laughs> where like... have you gone? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, 
There's no chemistry between the two of you. You guys have no connection. You know nothing about her. She knows nothing about you. There's no, you guys have no relationship. Nope. What do you she looks like she's babysitting him. <laughs> yes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's forty and he just yes. has bar mitzvah. Yeah, like, like a math tutor. Like she's sitting mm-hmm. there, like, oh my god, you really for real? This is mm-hmm. pre-algebra. <laughs> he looks so young, mm-hmm. and he is. He's like twenty. He's twenty-five, I think. Yeah, he's twenty-five and mm-hmm. looks seventeen. Yeah. So he's going on on how happy he are with how things are and whatever the hell that means, and. Then he's like, and, you know, in the spirit of being honest, while we're here, uh, Jordan isn't for you. Just couldn't wait to just start the drama. Couldn't wait. David, oh my god. And this is where he gets my Nigga You Ain't Shit award. Yup, that's about right. Because you could talk about a connection that is not there, right? (laughs) And we all know it is non-existent. Mm -hmm. And then try and just talk about some other dude the whole time. You already know that's going to not get you a rose. You've gotten two pity roses so far. Yes. And that's true. He hasn't so, gotten a real rose. No, he hasn't gotten a real rose yet <laughs> since the first week. Okay. So why are you even like riding on somebody else's coattails for a two-on-one group date? That's all he's got. That's <sighs> all he's got. So, yeah, he immediately just starts bashing Jordan, telling some nonsense. Jordan talks about wanting to date other models mm. back home. And then he told some story about when they were walking through the casino, how Jordan was pointing out all the girls who were looking at him. And then David said, yeah, you know, Jordan, you know, he feels like, you know, he'll be settling with you. If he chose, like, if you chose him, he'd just be settling for you. And you're not someone who should be settled for. Yeah. Like, very pointedly threw out that word settled. Settling. Yeah. Like, knowing that, or maybe he didn't know, he knew, he knew. He knew. How that is a very triggering word for Mm -hmm. Becca. Who feels like Ari essentially told her, like, he settled for her. And then he chose, like, his real person, Lauren. (laughs) So, yeah, David is dropping a whole bunch of shit. And so... Becca has her one-on-one time with Jordan, confronts him about everything that David just said, mm-hmm. and Jordan denies like everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't say any of this. I nothing about girls back home settling. What I literally had never said that. Yeah. Just denied everything from A to Z. And then Jordan is saying how like he's really upset because he wanted this date to like finally be able to show like more depth to him mm-hmm. and he goes off on this long stupid <laughs> tangent i'm sorry but sharing about his mom how his mom has multiple mental illnesses mm-hmm. and he's watched his dad like love his mom and how he's come from nothing and one time they didn't have electricity and he's just been unapologetically himself this whole time and blah 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 but like literally just just throwing out anything to like build a story for him like a little sob sympathetic story that like it's episode five you were literally wearing gold shorts last episode you've been a gimmick from jump street right you can't do this now the sob stories that the deadline was weeks ago you can't now pull this up on the two-on-one as a way to salvage yourself no one cares we don't care (laughs) 
I'm and sorry. if you if you do try to do that, you have to connect it to why you're such a clown. Right. You can't just like say like, well, and I watched my dad, and you know we didn't have electricity and all this stuff. You have to be like, I act like the class clown because I was always mm-hmm. trying to make people laugh because I was distracting yes. from the fact that we didn't have no food in the fridge. Like, yes, yes. You have to connect it all together. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you look like you're lying. Mm-hmm. That's what, his whole story so. didn't even read as genuine. It, re- mm-hmm. it read like a last ditch effort to like try and like get on her like. Trying to get himself a pity date yeah, or a pity rose, something. basically. <laughs> yeah, something. Well, you're right. He didn't connect it at all to, like, anything. It was just like, nope. we didn't have money. My mom has mental illnesses. My dad loves my mom. Like, all this mm-hmm. random facts about himself that it's just too little too late. And so Jordan, you know, does his little thing. He walks back and just goes off on David. Mm-hmm. And he's mostly pissed about the comments about um, saying that he said that he would settle for Becca. Yeah, yeah. Because he's adamantly denying that he said that. And he did say, which I liked, he said that it's the worst thing to say to a woman. Yeah, I did like that he said that too. Which is true, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, and David knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. David knew exactly what he was doing. But yeah, Jordan's right. He's like, you or throwing a low blow and you just had to go there like you knew that was a trigger mm-hmm. for becca you know it's a trigger for just women in general yeah um but particularly for this woman how dare you throw out there this whole thing about settling and how i said that i you know i would be settling for her yada yada, yada. um and so becca comes back she joins them the three of them are just sitting there just like bickering looks so ridiculous <laughs> And then Becca just flat out asked, she's like, did the word settling ever come out of his mouth? Jordan is like, I never yeah. said that. And then David is just sitting there like trying He's to backtrack. Nigga, you ain't shit, because you know he never said the word settling. I can't stand Jordan's ass, but you are lying on him. Yep. It's not okay. Just risking it all. Just <laughs> risking it all. Not risking it all. This is making a blatant lies. Uh, oh my god. And so Becca, she's just like, you know what? I feel like I'm in sixth grade. All of this is petty. Which is exactly this is literally the definition of petty. Just the three of them sitting there bickering looked ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And she just like walks away at that moment to like go collect her collect herself and then just left them there just like bickering with themselves. <laughs> so when she finally comes back, she tells the guys, like, look, this is all a big mess. Um and you know, one of you over the other did open up to me more. And so David, this is where we have to part ways. Yeah. And sent him back in. So Jordan, even though his little sob story foolishness was foolishness, mm-hmm. it was something to Becca because he did take a little bit of time to like share something about himself during his one on one. Right. Versus David spent his entire one on one just talking about Jordan. <laughs> right. And then things that don't exist, like their connection. Right. And then making up bullshit about settling all this stuff. So. David, she kicks to the curb. She doesn't mm-hmm. even hug him goodbye. I know, <laughs> she I noticed that. She just walked off. Walked off. Oh my god, just left him. No hug, no nothing. Nope. 
Um, and Jordan, she doesn't give the date rose to. She's like, we still need to yeah. talk. Yeah. And so they head off into the Jeep Wrangler and, you know, drive into the sunset. And then David, they get that classic shot that they always get on the two-on-one. It's like that drone. The drone is like up in the sky. Oh, oh yeah, and it's just yeah, like yeah. The, the one person. The suitcase is leaving, but yeah. Oh, no. Just the one person on the mountain or on the beach or whatever the hell they yep. left them. Um, all by himself. Later, David. And so, time for the night portion. So now Jordan basically is on like a one-on-one date, which mm-hmm. is awesome for him. And um, they go for dinner, and Becca says to him how, or she's saying the confessional how he makes her laugh a lot, but there's really nothing else there, like nothing more. Um, so this yeah. is his opportunity to, like present himself like finally and she's get to know also laughing at him so mm-hmm. that's true yeah that's true she needs to make that distinction a lot of time when she's laughing she's laughing at him yeah not really along with his jokes like it's usually mm-hmm. some dumb shit that he's doing and she's laughing at how ridiculous he looks right right a little difference there um so so yeah Decca starts off their little dinner saying you know let's just put the David thing to rest this is your opportunity to like ask me anything like ask away so Jordan asks her, you know, what does a weekend look like for you? And she talks about, you know, going to church and reading, going for brunch with friends, blah, 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 blah. Jordan in that moment, this is like literally one of my pet peeves of human beings. How you tell a story or as Becca's talking, you see him hearing her, but he's not listening. Mm-mm. He's hearing her, but in the meanwhile, he's thinking of what he's about to what say. What he's gonna say. <laughs> and I hate that is literally my pet peeve of people. Really? Like just bad bad listening skills in general, which yeah. most human beings just are terrible at listening. Um, but when and I can tell it's I can tell it so easily when I'm talking to people who's actually listening to me mm-hmm. versus someone who's just hearing you, but meanwhile they're sitting there in their head thinking about what they're gonna say to you. Yeah. Because after she said her thing, there was, like, no follow-up questions. He was just like, oh, yeah, cool. So, um, I love to go to the gym, and skincare is really important to me, as well as hair care. And I'm a model, and modeling, 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 modeling. Like, he just went off on this whole self-absorbed rant about himself and just didn't give a shit about anything she just said. Ugh. So, he, yeah, very just self-absorbed. Obviously, mm-hmm. Becca's... She's been saw this, but yeah. now she's like noticing it or whatever the hell. Yeah, now it's expired. Now it's now, just done. Yeah, it's time for him to go. He's like done his entertainment value, but it's like a wrap. Yeah. And then, so Jordan comes in for a kiss. This always oh makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, it's almost like she feels obligated to kiss him. Yeah. Like, he's already come in for the kiss. But she's not into him. You could tell she already made up her mind that she's sending him home. Yeah. And I feel like in her head, too, she was like, is this kiss better or worse than the gold underwear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I still don't know the answer to that. I don't know. Both terrible. So they kiss. She's obviously not into it. Mm-hmm. Time for the date rose. And, you know, Becca picks up the rose and says, you know what? You're a great guy, very charismatic, we've had a lot of fun, but at the end of the day, I'm just, you know, comparing our relationship to others, and there's something yeah. missing, yeah. yada, yada, yada. 
this little point kind of pissed me off because I think Becca, like, you need to tell the truth. He's yeah. the type of guy who needs feedback <laughs> about himself. Particularly people who are so self-absorbed. They are like that because no one's ever told them. Like, right. look, you don't ever think about anybody else. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like that was a moment where it could have been a learning lesson for him. Like, she should have really said to him, like, you are, you know, we've sat here for two hours at dinner and you've mm-hmm. spent 90 minutes of those two hours talking about modeling. Like, yeah. do you know anything about my family? Have you asked me about my friends? What was college like? Where have I traveled? Like, you haven't even asked me any of those questions. Nothing. That's why I'm sending you home. Like, that's what I yeah. wanted to hear. But this whole, like, trying to put a Band-Aid on it, like, our relationship's not as strong as anybody else. Like, yeah. he deserved to know about himself in that moment. And you can say that in a nice way, too. Yeah. You can just be like, we weren't connecting the dots in this conversation. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like... I know right. everything about you, but it's just not... You could even put it on them. Like, it's just not fair to you that you know absolutely no. nothing about me. See, that is one of those blanket <laughs> answers. He needs to know about himself. <laughs> he needs to. People like this, they need feedback. Yeah, or else they go they on do. and keep doing this. Yeah. I went on a date... This is... I've been on some bad dates, but my the worst date I've ever been on was with a guy... This is years ago. A guy who... In our three hours on this date, he literally just talked at me the entire time. I remember leaving the, like, we're sitting in this little bar area. I remember leaving to go to the bathroom, and I thought to myself, like, I could leave. (laughs) Like, I could just leave. And, like, I could leave and maybe, like, send some other girl in my place. And he would even notice, because I don't think he realized who he was sitting. Like, he never asked me a single question about myself. I could have swapped out for another girl and, like, been fine. And so that day was terrible. I left and I was like, fuck this guy. That was horrible. I'm exhausted now because yeah. he just drained all my energy. Got home and he texted me like, oh, hey, like, what are you doing tonight? Like, do you want to meet up again? We can like watch a movie together or something like that. No. Yes. Oh, and I took it upon oh my myself God. to tell him about himself. Yeah. I wrote him back a very nice text and I was like, look, nice to meet you, but I have to be honest during our date you didn't really ask me anything about myself mm-hmm. and i just feel like we're not gonna have a connection like thanks but no thanks and he just wrote back like cool thanks like good luck or something like that but like he needed to know like this guy yeah. was so fucking self-absorbed and so in his own world and i feel like i would have been doing a disservice to other women by not yeah. telling him about himself yeah, so that true. that i thought about that in this moment i feel like becca really needs to tell jordan about himself because he is so self-absorbed and vapid and until somebody tells him that he would just go on being like this mm-hmm. it's terrible <sighs> i hate these people <laughs> And, and then even in the limo ride home, Jordan even said, like, I wish I knew what she didn't like about me. He said it. Oh, my God. He needed the feedback. He, he yeah. was curious because she did give him this kind of blanket answer that didn't really give him any answers. Right. And so right. he sat there. He was like, yeah, I wish I, wish I, kn- uh, I knew what she didn't like about me. Moment lost. Um, so, yeah, Jordan went home. They send in the, like, PA to grab his suitcase and all the guys in the house are like going nuts like cheering mm-hmm. so oh excited. my god that celebration was so <laughs> funny great celebration so uh, we have 10 guys left in the house and it's time for the cocktail party get your mm-hmm. little you know one-on-one times in with becca gospel chris oh, good oh, lord boy. 
So my dude still just huffing around, mad. He didn't get the group date rose. <laughs> like he's still mm-hmm. talking about his group date rose. Didn't get the group date rose. Didn't get to talking to Becca the other night. Just huffing around about things that are his fault. But yeah, you know that's besides the point, I guess. And so Becca walks up. Was not a fan of this dress that she had. On. Was it the like? It was almost like snakeskins, kind of. It was the halter. The halter thing. Yeah, maybe that's what that was like. Snakeskin, but like sequins. I don't know. Either way, it was a hit or miss. It was a miss. Yes. (laughs) And so she she pulls Chris aside first. Yeah. And she's saying in her confessional that she's like confused how he didn't come and talk to her during their group date, and she's also heard that he's been kind of like talking shit like on the Mm-hmm. So she sits and, like, kind of confronts him and says, you know, you didn't take the initiative to come and talk to me during the group date. Wait. Um, Yes. As soon as they sat down, Mm -hmm. Chris said, I feel like you owe me 50,000 kisses right now. Yes. And Becca sat back, neck all the way back, and said, (laughs) oh, you. Uh Uh-huh. And that was my Becca. You are right. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. Frame by frame. Yeah, frame <laughs> by frame. We're getting down to the wire, guys. Frame <laughs> by frame. That's true. That was a good moment. She was not it playing was, around. Yeah, she wasn't playing around. I loved how she didn't, like, fall for the line. Because that's, like, mm. a classic line that guys do when you haven't seen them in, like, three days. Yeah. And <laughs> you haven't texted them because they ain't shit. Mm-hmm. They say that, like, oh, you owe me this. Mm-hmm. And Becca was like, no, this is my show. Yeah, this is, <laughs> you're fine for me. Get a straight nigga. You here for me. And I could cut you loose any second now. So. Any, any moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, Becca's pretty cool in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so after that, she, yeah, she tells him, like, look, you didn't take the initiative to come and find me during the group date. And she also said, I don't know, like, either Jordan or David, somehow Chris came up on the two-on-one date. And one of the guys said how, you know, he might not be, he, he might oh, want to go home or okay. kind of talking about Chris, basically. Mm-hmm. So she kind of heard through the grapevine him talking about packing his bags and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so she drops all of that on him and is looking at him like, so, uh, <laughs> and so he's in there, he's trying to like plead his case and excuse, excuse. He has no excuse though. That's the thing. Just lying. <laughs> like, just lying. Lying yeah. all over the place lying all over the place he has no excuse because he did say those things right didn't take the initiative to come and talk to her so like nope there's no explanation to be had and so becca she's just not happy with him like at all super frustrated with him the look in her eyes she's just not she just looks done she just looks finished she was looking straight through him yeah yeah like, and like I feel like there was like nothing he could do to redeem himself <laughs> like, nothing and nothing. he could see like her eyes were glazed over and he could see it and he felt mm-hmm. it and then she was just like I'm so frustrated and she like got up and walked away yeah and like just left him sitting there and all it was funny because like all the other guys like saw that they were like, <laughs> they were oh, like shit. oh shit oh shit she's alone oh shit she went for herself <laughs> like shit mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she's looking right on through him. She's just tired of Chris and this kind of, like, entitled attitude that he has. I don't know why. Okay, so if 
I was a man, right? I'm Chris, right? I don't know what his profession is. I know he's like 29. I'm sitting next to the nigga who invented Venmo. Mm-hmm. And I am like, oh, I'm definitely going to get the date rose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be me. What? What? And talk about he's like no. one of the best guys around or nope. all kind of like weird, like hyperbolic, hyperbolic. Yeah. Hyperbolic. hyperbolic. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Statements. Yeah. That, yeah, you're sitting next to John the Venmo guy. Like, no. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, she gets up and walks away. Chris, uh, I mean, obviously that didn't go well. So he's, <laughs> he's freaking out. Freaking out. Very upset with himself. He now knows he fucked up and this yeah. whole you owe me, whatever, that yeah. did not work. And yep. she is not playing no damn games. And so he goes off to the side and he's like chatting it up with Garrett and Colton and he's talking about the look in her eyes. Like mm-hmm. she was, what did he say? He said, uh, the look in her eyes was of disgust. That's what he said. Ooh. Yeah. Which is what, like, it I was. don't know, disgust, but it was a look of like, I'm finished with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're done. You're canceled. I'm going to go talk to somebody else now. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's like really beside himself. He then has, like, some random, like, come-to-Jesus moment where he's now declaring he's got to fight for Becca. And he's got to go after what he wants and whatever. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, okay, guys, let's think back, right, to last summer, Insecure. Mm-hmm. It's Insecure. We're in the last couple of episodes. And mm-hmm. Sterling K. Brown is dating Yvonne Orji. Don't ask me what their names are. <laughs> Molly. Right? Yes. And then the guy. Yeah. How she felt when she was like, I could literally be any educated woman mm. and just sit there and he would be doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he has the same plan. He just wants wife. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just the qualifications that you meet, there, there doesn't have to be anything else specific or special about me. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's not taking any of that into consideration. Mm-hmm. And he's just using the same lines that he's been using his whole fucking life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that. And that's that. Yeah. And you can feel that. You can feel it when a guy is like that. And it's absolutely yeah. terrible. And he that reminds was, me of that. Yeah, totally. That was kind of like my issue with. Um, Rachel and Brian or not Rachel mm. but my issue with Brian, Brian was I always felt like we could swap out Rachel and put in somebody else and he would be vying for her the same yep. way and yep. all lovey-dovey and I'm so ready to marry you you're the one like the way all these big declarative statements he kept giving mm-hmm. to Rachel I was like what is it about Ra-? like talk about her specifically right like I need to hear more specifics mm-hmm. about her specifically like I don't want to feel like you can swap her out put somebody else in and yeah with Chris I feel like yeah we could swap out Becca put somebody else in and he's just like I need to win her back and it's like you like what is it about her like specifically that you are so in love with apparently so anyway so yeah he has this come to Jesus moment he now needs to go fight for Becca and you know because their last conversation went horribly Mm -hmm. and so Chris R decides to go interrupt Wills. Mm. Who is not the one. (laughs) No, certainly not. (laughs) So Wills is having his one-on-one time with Becca. Gospel Chris comes riding up and asks Becca, you know, can I steal you away for a moment? Um, And Becca didn't even budge. She sat right there and said, we just sat down. (laughs) 
Like, they didn't even stand. Like, she's sitting down, and she's just looking up with her eyes, and she's like, we just sat down. Yeah. <laughs> Not getting up. This was my Becca UII moment. Nice. Because she's not even trying to play nice. Yeah. She could have been like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, we just sat. Like, just give me a couple minutes. She just straight up was like, we just sat down. <laughs> No niceness in the voice. She's like just no. finished with this dude. And so Chris is just basically begging and pleading. Yeah. And both Becca and Wills are just sitting there like we literally just sat down a minute ago. This like, doesn't change the time frame. It doesn't we change still just the answer down. at all. Like it's a no. So that whole moment is just so awkward because no one is budging. Like Becca and Wills <laughs> literally have not budged. <laughs> the seat and have no intention of budging nope and chris is just standing over them like a freak looking so pathetic yeah trying to beg for one-on-one time with her and she clearly but, does like, not want to talk to you thinking he's looking like manly and like i'm going to go save Chival- my girl yeah, like but everyone shivering. else including the man holding the boom is like nah bro <laughs> You look crazy it. right yeah. now. Come back in five minutes. It's not it. You look nuts. So Chris, all this time he's kind of directing his attention to Becca, and so finally he's like, okay, new strategy. Wills. Wills. And like turns to Wills and then asks Wills, like, do you mind? Can I take time like for her with her? Wills relents and is like, you got two minutes. <laughs> Listen. You know when you guys do something where you don't want to even look at the minute, you just want to count down the seconds? Mm-hmm. And so you put the timer on seconds and not minutes. Like if you're doing a plank at the gym, you put 60 seconds and not one minute. That's <laughs> okay. what my man Wills did. He put 120 seconds, seconds on his watch. On that stopwatch. <laughs> you have 120, my nigga. Uh-huh. And I'm coming it. right back. I'm coming right back. And Chris, I mean, Will, he didn't have to do this. No. He did no, not have he didn't. to do it. He could have sat right there. Because yeah. Becca wasn't budget. He could have sat there and held yeah. his spot and said, no, I just sat down. So he's being nice mm-hmm. by giving you 120 seconds, my dude. So he gives up his seat. He go, Will goes and, like, hangs out somewhere first for 120 seconds. Chris takes a seat. And he, same thing, just talking all this mess, apologizing, you know, realize what I had. long-winded still. Very long-winded, just talking a lot of things about feelings and you're this and that and just blah, 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 blah. Will the stopwatch goes off and he comes right (laughs) on back. (laughs) When he said two minutes, he was not kidding. He said two minutes 120 seconds, my dude. And that's it. No longer. No longer. Like, if you're long-winded, you need to learn how to speak concise because you have two <laughs> minutes. That's it. <laughs> so he comes back, and then it's just, like, another awkward standoff between the oh two of God, them. God, it was so bad. So bad. Because Wills was like, I'll fight you. I don't care. Cameras, yeah. suit, I don't care. Let's go. Uh, yep, let's go. Chris is sitting down. He won't get up. Yeah. Wells is here trying to reclaim his time. And he finally, he's like, I'm going to ask you politely to get up. That was like that last line before he's about to whoop your ass. Whoop, whoop, whoop your ass. Okay. Like oh right after God. that line, it, the next move is like Will's just like unbuttons his jacket. You. Yeah. yeah. Unbuttons his jacket, <laughs> lays it nicely, and like squares up. <laughs> that was the last like straw, Chris. Like this is it. It's about to go down. Oh, he don't get up out this goddamn seat. 
So Chris still begging and begging. Oh I can't get God. a couple more minutes. No. <laughs> like, no. Will's not even like, he just said no. Mm-hmm. And then Becca finally says to Chris, like, I'll come and find you. Like, yeah. I'll, we'll talk later. I'll come and find you. Chris again, you can't give me five minutes? No! And then Becca finally, she's just getting fed up. She's like, I yeah. said I'll come find you. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, Chris. Like, you were just embarrassing yourself. It's yeah. so cringe. So Chris finally goes and rejoins the guys. And he's over there talking shit about, you know, Will's this, blah, 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 blah. Will's comes back, joins the guys. I love Wills. He's just so... This is love just so him. subtle pettiness. Yep. <laughs> like, just masterfully subtle. Subtle, yet intentional. Very intentional. Love it. He comes back, joins them, looks Chris dead in the eye, and basically he's like, what up, nigga? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. Looks him square in the face with a smile and was like, hey, what's up? What's good, my G? What's, what's good? good? And so all the guys, they just like all just start bickering. It's just like one yeah, big yeah. bickering about time. And Garrett chimes in. He hasn't had his time yet. Connor hasn't had his time. Time, time, time. Stealing time. Did you <laughs> notice in that moment Wills got up and left? No. I noticed that. So, so as they're sitting, they're all bickering. And it's just like a whole pettiness. Wills yeah. got up and like exited. Oh, shit. I didn't notice that. Like he's like I don't want to be associated with this. Yeah. Because if Becca walks back and sees this, I don't want her to see me. Yeah. Right. Right. So he got up real quickly with the swiftness and was like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom now. <laughs> and so yeah, they're all bickering. Becca, as promised, she does come back and grabs Chris and you know gives him the more time that he wanted. Oh my god. And he's just sitting there same thing, declaring all his feelings for her, you know, admitting his insecurities and you know, about how last week was rough and da 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 da. Becca, her one question was like, so why were you so quick to jump ship? Like why you're going through what you're going through and you're insecure, mm-hmm. whatever, why suddenly you want to pack your bags and go home? Yeah. Like what is that about? Right. And Chris's response is the whole, like, well, I needed to real Like, the whole, like, I had to realize what I was about to lose. Oh. To, like, understand oh, the Oh, Christopher. Oh, no, honey. Something. It was, it was, like, that kind of argument. Like, I had yeah. to see what I was going to lose before, you know, I... Blah, 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 blah. Mm-mm. It Which ain't that kind of scenario, boo. Yeah, no. <laughs> and when people give that excuse, like, well... What is it? It's like, you never know what you had until you lost it. Until it's it gone. Type of thing. Yeah. It's like... No, because I'm not expendable like that. Like, you can just, right. like, imagine me not in your life, and then that's fine, and then you can just come on back because now you realize right. my value. Like, no, that doesn't make me feel good. That makes me feel like I definitely want you to go home because you, for <laughs> a millisecond, thought I wasn't shit. <laughs> yeah, right. So you can kick to the curb. Like, I don't have to sit here and fight my value or show my value to you. Like, if you didn't mm-hmm. see that already, that's on you. Yeah. Your bags are still packed. You can keep going. <laughs> that's how I think. Like... Exactly. Anytime a man's pride is greater than his love or care for you, it's mm-hmm. just not a good situation. That's exactly what it is. Mm. Pride over her. Mm-hmm. And that's as a woman, that's not a good feeling. No. So, like, no. And so Becca, this whole time, she just looks finished with him. Like, she's just done. Yeah. Yep. Completely done. Um, he asked, he's sitting there like, be- like literally begging her. Like, I almost feel sorry for the guy in this moment. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do, do you see potential in me? And the camera kind of cuts away. We never really get her answer. Mm-hmm. 
So time for the rose ceremony. Um, first rose goes to Garrett, of course. Ugh. Next rose goes to Jason, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, who, yeah. If you notice, he always gets one of the first roses. Yeah, no, he's Every up week. there. He's always up there. We don't yeah. see much of him. We don't really know anything about him. Don't know why. Don't know why. Yeah, we don't but... know anything. <laughs> but he's he's going to be around for a while, clearly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. hopefully next week we get to learn something about this dude. Um, So then there's one rose left. Last two people left are Gospel Chris, Venmo John. Last rose goes to Chris. And so we have to give a sad farewell. Another another POC bites the dust. Venmo John, who we just started to really love like last Mm -hmm. week. Finally got to see more of him. He's so cute and very endearing. He's just, like, very endearing, very earnest, like, just a regular, schmegular nice guy, I feel like. Right, right. Yeah. But underneath definitely isn't, it's definitely, like, a huge brainiac. Mm Mm-hmm. And would be just... Never would be boring. I don't think it would ever... Despite the fact that he's earnest and humble and, like, oh, shucks, I don't think it would be boring (laughs) to be with him. No, no. Because he seems like he's an interesting dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know nothing about him. Like we're nothing <laughs> at all. I've <laughs> cracked this whole story in my head of like what Venmo John is like. This what is he each of us pitching for him, really. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just feel like there's more under the surface we didn't really get to see. And now we have to say goodbye to him. Aww. And his farewell, his little confessional was sad. He was all crying. And I know. Like he also feels like he didn't get like a fair shot and going home prematurely. But hopefully we'll see him. I don't. He's not someone I want to see in Paradise. I feel like he's no. too good for Paradise. I definitely don't want to see him as Paradise. No. I would love not. to watch him as The Bachelor. Love. Love that. Oh my God. ABC, and he, please. I mean, he has the characteristics of. Uh, like they always look for someone who's like successful and he's mm-hmm. was it Sian who said he's one of the most successful one of the wealthiest the one of the wealthiest and most most successful contestants they've ever had yep so in terms of bachelor he would 100% fit that mold um asian male so hello hello let's change the narrative up let's change it up if you want to really be historic uh, mm-hmm. Mike Fleiss. I still won't get over that shit when he announced. Uh, we're gonna now, but this is before they announced Ari. Like the oh, new yeah. Bachelor, it's, it's a historic moment or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, what the fuck's gonna be? And then it was an Ari. <laughs> really, <laughs> so annoying. So yeah, uh, that was that. Becca at the end, she announced. What did she announce? I kind of cut out at that moment. She announced. My get me to Wakanda moment, <laughs> which was, we're going to a city that's known for love, Richmond, Virginia. Ah! <laughs> God. And you could tell first of the camera was on Will's, and he had to be like, yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Will's is like, ah, uh, y'all know what year. You know what kind of craziness has been turning up down south? Y'all oh bringing my, my black ass down there? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, 
So next week we're in Richmond. Oh lordy. You guys, I'm not ready. It's 4th of July next week. We have to go to Richmond with Becca. I'm not ready for this. Becca, I'm not excited for this. <sighs> and that was the episode. We yeah. did get a preview for next week. Um, so the guy, I don't know what kind of date this is. Like, looks like a group date where the guys are on. It was like a stage, and they're all standing by podiums, almost like a debate. Oh yeah, it's like, like a presidential debate thing. It looked like it, a presidential debate or yeah. something. And Chris is on stage going in, saying yeah. how the men in the house Becca shouldn't trust. There's guys here that aren't for you. Like, just more drama. Yeah. And if then Chris like don't whole, go home. Mm. Yeah, he's got to go. It's just too much. It's just too extra. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it just seems like a lot of drama next week. Guys are all fighting, bickering, a lot of bickering and drama mm-hmm. and back and forth. And then we did get another, like, extended series, like, later this season uh, thing. So we see a lot of Garrett. No. A lot of Colton. Yes. A lot of Jason, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. A lot of Blake. Yeah. And a little bit of Wills. Not as much of Wills as we saw in the first preview. Yeah, but we do see Wills in a beach outfit. We do see Wills in beach outfit, so I guess he does at least make it to post Richmond, wherever the hell they go. Yes! Right. Um, so yeah, it looks like the front runners, Garrett, Colton, Jason, Blake, Wills. Mm-hmm. We see Jason telling her, I'm so insanely, wildly in love with you. Which looks like a lie. That but... is, <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of statements, Jason, wrapped into one. Jesus. And we see Colton saying, I'm in love with you. Who Colton just told us how hard it is for him to say, I love you. He's only said it to one person, yada, yada, yada. And so Becca's his number two. Mm-hmm. And then we see Becca on a bed, just like bawling her eyes out. Oh my God, with her shoes on the bed. That's how you know it's like real. She just collapsed. Something goes down. What do you think that is? What is that? So... <laughs> Sometimes I watch this with my mom and she's just wild. She said that she, at the end, picks no one. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. That's not, no. Which is not funny, but it is. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess she has to break up with somebody who she really cares about. Yeah. You know? Like, now is getting to the point where, like, like, out of all five of those guys, Garrett is the only one who I could see being like, nah, you can go without any sort of, like, you know, you feel kind of bad. Even Jason, you, like, feel kind of bad letting him go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. Or, like, between, between Wills and Blake. Like, I would have a really hard time with that. Time to do that, yeah. Yeah, that's probably a, an episode where she has to let somebody she really likes home. Uh, yeah. Go home and she's just beside herself in her room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so that's it, guys. That's the episode. That's it. We will be back next week, as always. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe. Hit us up on Twitter. Our handle, the number two, BLK Girls, the number one, Rose. And email us at the number two, Black Girls, the number one, Rose at gmail.com. And it's the same thing for Facebook. Just search two Black Girls, one Rose, and we'll come up. Yep. We'll be back next week. All right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye, guys.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.